0: I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. In one API, Tink allows customers to access aggregated financial data, initiate payments, enrich transactions, verify account ownership, and build personal finance management tools. Tink now connects to more than 3,400 banks that reach over 250 million bank customers across Europe, while the firm directly serves more than 300 banks and fintechs. Tink calls itself Europe's most robust open banking platform, but do customers care? It's not an entirely flippant question. Yes, as a consumer or a business, I probably do want to take advantage of the improved services on offer, but that's just the point. It's not about the brand, it's about the services being provided. So do customers need to know about open banking? I put the question to Tasha Chohan, Tink's UK and Ireland Banking Director. But first, do you want to access the $10 billion Middle East fintech opportunity? If the answer is yes, then join the CEDA IBSI fintech lab and fast track your journey of market expansion to the GCC with us. As a fintech lab member, you'll have access to skilled mentors and have the opportunity to learn, network and collaborate with like-minded individuals, building your knowledge base, skills and connections visit www.cedaribsifintechlab.com. Now, back to our conversation with Tasha Chohan of Tink on the question whether customers need to understand open banking.
1: From my perspective, you don't need to be able to understand the ins and outs of open banking to know that you're using a banking flow. You shouldn't have to know that. You shouldn't have to educate consumers or businesses that they're going through this journey. It should just be solving problems for them in the current customer experiences that they're going through slash new ones that they might want to use. So open banking is really about using data and payments to unlock those challenges in customer experiences, all those journeys, or help launch new ones, as opposed to actually educating the world on open banking and data exchange. It's not required. It shouldn't have to be.
0: But what we do have to do is educate the industry, the banking industry, because the banking industry is fundamentally changing in ways that many people in it don't actually grasp yet.
1: It's improved over the the last couple of years, for sure. I think when we started out at Tink, we're a 10-year-old business, so you can imagine how that was perceived 10 years ago um, all of the activities that we do today but times have changed and I think a lot of the, the key stakeholders that we need on side at banks now understand the value that it can bring I think the challenge that we've had in certain markets is that it's been mandated, like we've had in the UK, which is actually quite a challenging dynamic that you've then created in the ecosystem, because it's regulatory, it's cost, and there's no benefit off the back of it. They've not understood the return on investment from that. There's just been this drive around personalised services, but they're not seeking the benefits from it.
0: I can see from an institution's point of view that they, they would interpret it as... This is a cost I have to endure, not an opportunity I have to grasp.
1: So, this is the education piece now that we're on, and how do you get that return on investment? How are you? You've had to expose services. And how do you then use that that are exposed so that you can provide better customer experiences, better customer journeys, better products and services that are tailored to your customers, whether that's a consumer or a business? How are you able to then use that data that's being exposed out by other institutions so that you can create that stickiness?
0: So looking at it from the point of view of Tink, 10-year-old business you mentioned, now owned by Visa, What's your target marketplace?
1: We've come from a position where we were a B2C application and we have historically served uh, the consumer space. But actually, over the last couple of years, particularly now that we have had uh, APIs exposed in business and and commercial banks, it means that we can broaden that beyond just individuals and the the transformational journeys we could do there to actually supporting SMEs, being able to provide better payment solutions, for example, with pay by bank. Or, for example, being able to onboard SMEs and businesses in a better way through streamlining it with data in the way that you're able to make it a lot more efficient
0: are you therefore competing with commercial banks or are you offering services to commercial banks
1: we're definitely not com- competing with commercial banks uh, it's a very well, complex question.
0: you made it sound as you, though you were at one point there by talking oh no about
1: absolutely not no 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 so we would we would we would. Provide our services to commercial banks to improve the way that they engage with their businesses. So, whether that's through onboarding, whether that's through the payment services that they offer to them, or even just engagement services, we're able to support them in making their propositions more sticky to their customers.
0: And can we therefore say, and please don't be annoyed when you're putting it this way, that if open banking is not something that consumers need to listen to or hear about, just take advantage of the services. Businesses, do they need to to hear about Tink to take advantages of the services you've provisioned to banks?
1: I don't think, honestly, you don't need to know about Tink as a, like, if you're an SME, you don't need to know about Tink, right? It's more about the capabilities you're able to you're, you now have because of this use of data and payment services. It shouldn't be a, a thing about like the brand Tink or open banking even. It's more the better products and services and journeys off the back of that
0: so what marketplaces are you offering this to geographically
1: we're a swedish business well we're not a swedish business we're homegrown from sweden um, but we're across all of europe so we're in 19 markets now uh, the uk is a huge market for us and um, naturally visa europe is also headquartered there as well and so it's a really strategic market for us in the uk but as i mentioned we're across 19 markets in europe we want to be pan-Europe, but also we want to be global as well. That's always been our aspirations. And now that we're a visa solution, it means that we're able to go global with that. Yes.
0: Isn't that handy? You now have a parent that's already global. <laughs> it's
1: great. <laughs> it's great in our story. We love it.
0: <laughs> so, pan-European in the UK, which we have to put in parentheses now, is not it's sad,
1: isn't it? Being, yeah. being,
0: being semi-detached from Europe.
1: Yeah.
0: So, pan-European, UK ambitions to go global what time scale does that happen on?
1: A pretty quick one we are fortunately a Visa solution now and I think the superpower that we have with Visa is that we're able to move at pace and the aspirations and ambitions that we've had we're able to accelerate those whether that's geographically in terms of our expansion but also from a product standpoint as well so how are we able to be more granular in the products that we offer so we look at it from like connectivity into payments and data but actually like, how are we able to be more granular in that so that we can really solve customer payments and challenges
0: When you solve challenges for customers like that, you talk this is data that is derived from transactions that have been under your control whatever those transactions were
1: So this is payment account information, yes. yeah
0: So that, that data has been generated by business that you've done for xyz bank so do you agglomerate that with other data or
1: yeah so we so there's two ways that we work with data we have the internal data if we're working with a banking partner for example we could make sense of their internal data so everything that they have in their current account savings account credit card accounts we can ingest all of that but then we also have access through the connectivity that we've built out across Europe. We have all of this external data that we can then bring into the bank as well. And we're able to harmonise that data and provide that 360 holistic effect.
0: This is what I was after. You can provide greater insights to me as XYZ Bank yes. than I could derive on my own because you have access to more and more quality
1: data well, up to a point. Exactly, and I think the, well, not I think, but UK Open Banking Standards, I believe 24 months, and so if you couple that with what we're able to ingest we can take as much data as a bank will give us so if you combine that together you have a pretty good understanding of you, Mr or Mrs customer, because we have that two years worth of history of understanding your like, your spending habits like, what your behaviours are like like, all of those patterns so that we know how to serve you better and make it more personalised and tailored
0: now we were talking earlier about the UK market and you you were saying there were issues with the fact that it was a regulatory push and people did not see it as an opportunity, they so saw it as a cost. If you look elsewhere in the world to where open banking is being implemented, and it is being implemented elsewhere in the world, there are some places where it's being implemented with a regulatory push or pull as as the UK. There are others where it's a commercial imperative. It's actually coming from the institutions themselves, from the banks themselves, and the regulators haven't caught up yet. There's no doubt that open banking is coming, and it's going to come all around the world. And this is where you're positioning Tink to be ready to take advantage of that marketplace because if I'm an institution in a country where open banking is just being introduced now as opposed to the UK where or Europe where it's been worked on for the last five plus years, it's going to be rather useful for me to have an experienced partner to take me through expanding my products and services.
1: I don't, yeah, I... I think that's important, but I think also we're coming from a different type of experience—not just open banking experience, but also we're a Visa solution now. And like you mentioned before, they're global. Can I just so, say
0: for the record that you say that with a large grin on? Yeah, ways.
1: I say that because I say it so many times in the day. Because for us, it's it, it's such great news that, that Visa borders, us, right? Because it means that what we're able to do, particularly in our in our expansion plans, we have localised support there. We have people who already understand the way each of the individual markets work and that for us is it helps accelerate, as I mentioned before it helps accelerate our path to expansion and yeah, I say it with a smile on my face because we're really happy about how quickly we'll be able to grow and also in the right way because it's going to be in a structured, measured approach but actually making sure that we're we're addressing all of the different factors that you need to within those markets, but also making sure that we're sticking to the core values of us as Tink in terms of how we want data and payments to be fixing customer, customer problems, essentially.
0: Tasha Chohan, UK and Ireland Banking Director for Tink.